right, everybody, welcome to the 1% podcast. I have Bossman himself on the podcast. So we are joined by Camera K. How are we doing, bud? All good. Well, a little bit colder than you are in the UK. <laughs> uh, yeah, all is good. No, see, I think we, well, we spoke about it just before and how we won't go into detail about it unless you kind of want to, but how the grass is always greener on the other side, right? And we might as well get a bit into it. Like, if anyone doesn't know who you are, just kind of give like, a little bit of info, like, who are you, dude? Cool. So, I mean, I probably, you know, like like most people you have on the podcast is um, heavily into fitness, heavily into um, the coaching side of things. Um, from an online coaching perspective, I've been I've been sort of online coaching now for about um, four years, I think it is now. It's a long time that now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> for me to be able to say I've been doing something for four years is, is, is a long time because I'm like, I've been in and out of everything for ages, but yeah, four years online coaching, um, competitive bodybuilder myself, well, I say competitive, I haven't stepped on stage for a while, but I've been improving for a while and, and will step on stage soon. Um, and yeah, more than anything, I'm just, I'm just heavily invested in fitness, obsessed with bodybuilding as a passion and coaching as well. Obviously that's led to a passion for, for coaching, for helping people, um, you know, making them see what I see in terms of why improving your your mindset, your physique, everything, it all comes with such such like positives in life. Um, and that's kind of like what I'm trying to, I'm trying to help my guys understand more than anything. No, I love it. And obviously, like, obviously I started like since February, I've been here since February, maybe, but yeah, something like that. So obviously Cam coaches me and I've, I've obviously known about you for like probably like the same sort of thing, like probably three, four years. And mm. I think it's very clear to anyone that does know you, your progress over that time period has been like people like, like, holy shit, like this dude's blowing up. But both from everything, both from, I think what most, like I'm just seeing it from the outside on you. It's like, it is, the, it's almost like the re relentless is like you said, the obsession and things like that. And I think that is what's, allowed you to build what you've built today and it is it is very inspiring it's very unique because it's like now it's like probably three years ago i'm like all right if you were if you said then like you're going to be training with cuba aj you're going to be training with these types of people you're going to be doing what you're doing today you're like holy shit like no way yeah 100 percent. i think one of the, i think one of the biggest things with the way i love it as well is like if, if social media wasn't a thing if, if the whole community of bodybuilding wasn't a thing well, the, the bodybuilding community is fantastic i think fitness community but even if it wasn't a thing i would still be obsessed with bodybuilding like i would still relentlessly be trying to build muscle improve my physique eating every meal at the same time every day like it's just it's just what i enjoy doing so that i do feel like you can see the people that really do that um versus maybe do it for not the wrong reasons but for other reasons yeah. such as like building a business social media it's the in thing to do that kind of thing yeah and i think that's really clear now isn't it because you are seeing more of it now you're seeing more of the online coaching platforms obviously throughout covid that's scaled massively because we didn't have a choice but you're 100%. seeing a lot more of the online thing and people competing because it's fashionable and they want to have i feel like people need that thing to define them like, regardless yeah. if you didn't have any of this, you would be known as the bodybuilder. Do you know what I mean? Regardless if none of this stuff existed. Yeah, 100%. That is, that's it. I think 
you mentioned his name before, AJ. He is someone who I I thought I was heavily invested like this. I thought I was obsessed with bodybuilding and you know, no one likes bodybuilding more than me kind of thing. And like you said, when I eventually started training with him and spending a little bit more time with him in the gym, it was evident that like there's even room for me to set my game up in terms of how much I love bodybuilding. And there's an insight into it that I haven't seen. And, and you know, that I hope that I can kind of be that person for other people to open their eyes to why bodybuilding can be so enjoyable and, and like so helpful because that's kind of like what I got from him and him and Cuba, like the, the sort of the breakdown that I got from them in terms of if none of this existed, like it, it wouldn't, they wouldn't bat an eyelid. They wouldn't even care. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, that's not where mine came from. I, I sort of got obsessed with the thought of that from them based off the fact that I thought I was already like that. Yeah. And then it just, it just lights the fire again and again and again. And that's kind of like, obviously they always say you need to aspire and look up to people who are further up that ladder. Yeah. But especially when like that kind of like mindset is very in tune yeah. as well. It kind of it hits home a lot harder. Yeah. And, and obviously from, from me, obviously like I'm investing into you in that sense. And I'm like, well, you've checked those boxes already. So that's yeah. definitely up there already. And like you say, it's like, even when you refer it back to like, this is the thing I think people assume with bodybuilding, fitness, whatever it is, getting in shape. They're like the gym. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's the part. But like you say, as soon as you hang around with AJ and things like that more, you realize like, holy shit, the other 23 hours a day is like, it's everything. Cause that revolves around the next hour tomorrow. And that's, that's the stuff that people never really see as much. Like, especially when you've got legs in two days time, like you're thinking about legs in two days time. You're like, right, I need to sleep. I need to do this because I need to perform then. Yeah. And that's not even, people would look at that and think it was OCD and, and it was over the top and things like that. But when that leg session or that hour or, you know, that time spent in the team, when you are as obsessed with that and love that as much as we do, it is worth two days of planning for. Like it's, it's worth it. Like people plan a week to go to the races on the weekend or to go night out with their mates on the weekend. You know, they're, they're planning for weeks and weeks about that because they love it. Yeah. Like what is the difference? Realistically, what is the difference? It's a passion and a, and a love for something that you're willing to plan for. And this is where kind of people like say, oh, you're obsessive and you're like, like, that's all you think about. I'm like, but anyone that's good at anything, that's what they do. If it, like, like anything, like you can go refer back to Olympic athletes. You're like, you do understand they train for four to eight years just to go a little bit quicker at the next race. For the next yeah. race. I'm like, start to, people need to, my biggest thing at the moment, like, people need to think long-term, like mm-hmm. long-term, like you're, you're, we're the same age. And I'm like, holy shit, like he's 25, like I need to step up my game sort of thing in a very positive light. But I'm like, yeah. we're only 25. And I know that we've spoke about this. Sometimes you're like, it's okay to go a little bit slower some days, just keep ticking forward. Yeah, because what you got to remember is those days where you're moving slower than your fastest days, you're still moving a lot faster than you would be if you were doing nothing. Yeah. That's like, I think a lot of people have like that zero to a hundred mentality. And it's like, if a day... For example, if a day didn't start with the same routine that your fastest day starts, that day's a write-off. Yeah. That's, that's not technically true. There's still so much that can be got out of a day where you're just moving at a little bit of a slower pace than normal. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah. And it dabbles in quite well. Because I think what we'll do is we'll kind of like, we'll just think, like we said, we're going to think like five things, five reasons, like this is what you do. Like you've built a stupid amount of muscle in... Probably what, maybe like what the last, when were you last on stage? So 
what happened to me? So it was two years ago, I was 207 pounds on stage. Okay. And it was, we'll, do key, we'll do kilos. We'll do kilos. 207. 207's about... Wait, 94 like, kilos. Oh, is it? Okay. 94 kilos. <laughs> what yeah, are you? I, was, I was 94 kilos when I was on stage, and I'm 128 this morning. Fucking hell, yeah. So that is, 30, yes, 34 kilos. <laughs> when you think of it like that, that's nuts. When you think about it, like, I'm now carrying, like, a, a 20 and a 15 kilo plate around. Yeah. But no wonder I'm so warm all the time. <laughs> but this yeah. comes down, but also your other one, when you step from your last men's physique day, and then, I think I remember seeing a picture, it was a while ago, but your men's physique to yeah. your bodybuilding, your junior mm-hmm. event. Like, even that, that progress was nuts. So, obviously, we're seeing it now from the last show which was your first bodybuilding event to end of next year that's the plan sort of thing yeah it'd be mid next year probably yeah cool so obviously we're going to dabble into the topic like five reasons you're not building muscle mass and you can start it off like go number one go for it (laughs) number one in terms of the most important anything yeah top five the most important one i would say is you're not being consistent like over time and obviously that that comes into like you can we'll probably break that off into loads of different subsections but if you're expecting to build like heaps of muscle in because even some people say to me or some people will come to me and ask and i say sit my timeline is like six months and i want to build loads of muscle and i'm like you're thinking a little bit better than the person who says six weeks but you are still thinking way too small like six months is not a long time realistically in the in the the shape of building muscle it's not a long time i think number one is like broaden your horizons with time scales and what it actually takes like we're talking you know like you were saying about me and the muscle i've built there i've been 99.9 percent every single day of the time scale we've just said years assisted as well so this is this is not even natural yeah and i've built and i've built that kind of muscle and people people come to oh, see that transformation you posted of you the other day well, i've got six months and i'm like <laughs> you are mad yeah like that, it is all about understanding time scales and sometimes it's not even it's not their fault you know it's you know it's just education understand it a little bit more realize what it takes like because when we say consistency, we don't just mean just consistently go to the gym or just consistently eat five meals a day. We're not, we're not saying that. We're saying like consistently force feed, consistently like bloodshot eyes in the gym. This is the kind of thing we're talking about on a consistent basis. So I think, yeah, time scales as a whole is uh, something people just need to understand a little bit more. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, it just comes down to the educational side of things. And even... That's the thing, even watching your process over that time period, you're like, holy shit, like, yeah, you do have to commit to an off-season, whatever you'll call it, like, and people are like, oh, you know, I'm, like you say, doing six months of growing, I'm like, yeah, cool, just do that, for, like, times that by four, so do you know what I mean, sort of thing? Yeah, that and should think, be a good one. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that I've learned, even being with you, like, you know, deep down, I was like, I, I knew that was the thing, but the biggest thing I learned from you was resting more. People oh. underestimate that so much when it comes to from going from here to here, like that generally, that was the biggest thing for me. And, yeah. it's, and it's like, when you train four times a week, five times a week, cool. But then I'm like, you literally need to think about, like you said, your sleep, 
your rest, your recovery, like everything, your meals in between, like all the stuff in between and putting your feet up and actually resting. And that's a hard thing to mentally do because it sounds counterproductive. Like you actually need to sometimes do as little as possible when you're out the gym. We, we said, didn't we? I remember when we were like, you were like, training progressions, like sort of coming down a bit, appetite's a little bit hit and miss. And I was like, right, we need a day, if not two days a week where you just do nothing. And yeah. you were like, right, that's sweet, that sounds, so I still hit my steps. I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> yeah. You were like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's how, but I said, but I still, I'm like, no, nothing. <laughs> like, like that was, to drill that home to you was, it was tough, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. You, you were so used to going at, at your pace and, and do, you know, just doing what you do. And it's a, it's a day-to-day basis for you because, you created it, you created the habit, you know, you were just drilled into your routine. And like you said, that's where people, they almost have that more is more mentality. And they'll, yeah, I'm going to do nothing today from a training point of view, but I still do my steps. I'm still going to help my dad unload all this crap off of, you know, do you know what I mean? And then they're carrying all day and they're, if your job's a manual labor job, obviously you can't help that. But there are, if you're serious about it, there are things which you can do to really bring that expenditure level down and you will be surprised how much your body will love you for it. Yeah, that's it. And like, it's like you said, almost it's, it's that thing. It's like when you start working with someone else, like when I started working with you, you have to do something like you have to step out of your comfort zone. For me, doing little was like, oh my God, like shouldn't, shouldn't you be busy? Shouldn't you be doing something? Like that itchy kind of like anxiousness thing. And I'm no, if you actually want to progress, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do something different you weren't doing before. Because clearly, that worked for a period of time, cool, but now it's not working. So something yeah. needs to change, yeah. sort of thing. And people have to have that realization that like, okay, cool, if you're not seeing results, something needs to change in yeah. your whatever you're doing. And most of the time, like you say, I would say like, it does come down to those things, like that consistency game again. Where can you be more consistent or where can you be better at? Yeah, it's like in, in this instance, for you, for example, you're a great example here because I coach you. Um, <laughs> so we have not just rested, you were tired once, so we rested. And then we let you go hell for leather for six months. We've consistently rested every time your body's told us to rest. Yeah. Consistently, every time. We've done exactly what we needed to, to make sure you were fresh. Because what people don't understand is, you can, you know, when you get deep into a diet, you you can get quite fatigued and and it can get difficult and, and your body runs flat for a long time and you don't feel fresh. You can get that exact same feeling if you off season properly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worse, in my opinion. It's worse. And that's where probably the, the feeling of not wanting to not do anything comes from because you think, well, I'm eating loads of food anyway, so why should I? Why should I not? I feel good enough to. But we have consistently rested when you've needed to rest, resulting in you being the strongest you've been. Yeah. And it's like you say, we do this outside the gym because we want it to carry over in the gym. it's one of the biggest things yeah and it comes down to even like you said like the strength is like well we actually just like people it's like i've had some questions like oh why do you only do one set it's like because we couldn't rest from two sets we weren't recovering from two sets sort of thing and then this comes down to the whole thing okay cool now another area probably why you're not building muscle is probably training intensity things like that and that's the i think more for me now especially coaching you like that's the biggest factor yeah but it's from a coaching point it's the hardest to manage so hard yeah how do you like honestly at first i was like how do i manage this like realistically how do i manage it it's 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 almost impossible because I, I remember it was a couple of years ago this i first started training with a couple of clients seeing them in the gym 
and, and you, you do you almost see them training in the gym and it's like whoa that's that's not what we're supposed to be doing and it's like from an online point of view it's 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 a difficult sort of mold and that's why now i'm like i'm probably quite ocd on it with my clients i'm, I'm quite like ag aggressively yeah. pushing down on the on the intensity side of things but it is probably the most it's, it's mad because i've just done a video on this for my clients in our facebook group about like whatever you have programmed in front of you does not merit you results yeah it does not, it does not merit you progress like just because you've got a gym program written out doesn't merit you progress the work you put in merits your progress and that's that's the intensity in the gym and i think once first you got to see it and then you're like see someone else doing you're like oh, that looks like training yeah. and second then you got to do it and and even the difference between never seeing it and seeing it is like whoa and then the difference between seeing it and doing it is like different ball game and, and it's, it is it's a difficult one to tap into it is i think the best thing that you do like from my point of view obviously as like being coached by you is that you do it do you know what I mean? That, I think that's the biggest thing because it's very clear from a social, from a YouTube, whatever it is. I'm like, oh, people would watch and be like, I don't train like that. It's yeah. very clear. Like people can watch and be like, I don't scream like that or I don't like shake like that. And I don't, the last rep isn't that like, my last rep's pretty quick. Like his yeah. is fucking slow and grindy sort of thing. <laughs> so like, that's the biggest thing when people visually see it and you lead from the front. I think that's the biggest thing a lot of time. Hmm. and yeah i mean like you said it, it would even be a case of putting your own sets in you know, sending them to your clients being like you know you're not blowing your own trumpet your own trumpet when you're when you're showing your clients it's like this is what it's supposed to look like yeah yeah Definitely. yeah and i think it's like one of those ones it's like i think the easiest way to do it i'm like if your last rep is the same speed as your first i'm like well you've probably got five to ten potentially 15 more reps in the tank yeah, like, and it's I think who was it someone said it the other day I can't remember now um no, it's gone it's completely gone off the top of my head it's fine <laughs> <laughs> what's that is that three we're done consistency consistency rest, rest. training intensity yeah you're right I would, I would say another thing another one and this is this is difficult to overcome because of like the stigma of social media I think it's understanding that you've got you've got to get a little bit uncomfortable yeah like there's so many people that will start a gaming phase or bulk or an off season and lose a couple of lines here and there you know your abs are starting to fade a bit that kind of thing and well it's done now isn't it you know i've gained enough point about that's it it's done and it's like you haven't even started realistically because you don't have enough muscle to keep hold of that good body composition the whole time. You just don't. Like, there's obviously there's very big muscular pro bodybuilders and amateurs, though, these days as well, that they can hold a good physique in an off-season. They can. And that simply is because they've got the muscle to do it. Like, their body weight is made up of muscle. They're, they, when you carry that amount of muscle, just the calories that you burn walking to the toilet and back yeah. is huge like that's how you that's how these guys can stay so in shape when they're off season basically but i guarantee if you ask them show me your first three or four off season a picture of you at your peak off season they would be embarrassed to show you yeah. if i could show you mine 
Jesus. You would laugh. You'd be <laughs> like, that is unbelievable. Because but they're the off-seasons that, that they lay the foundation of muscle. They start the, like, they do, they start the process of that muscle being built because the more muscle you have, the easier a diet becomes, the easier then, well, not the easier an off-season becomes, but the better the look back up into the next off-season. And like we go back to point one, consistency. If you're only willing to do it once, you're only going to get that one off-season's worth of muscle. Like these guys, the guys that you're probably, the people listening to this are probably looking at, thinking, God, I'd love that kind of muscle. Even men's physique guys and, and you know, guys with a, a more slender physique, they, they have a level of muscularity that's taken years of off-seasoning. So, and even the guys that are sort of like 23, 24 that have this level of muscularity, ask them, they've been doing it since 15, 16, yeah. religiously, at this level of consistency. That's the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's almost when you kind of get, you could do it if someone's new to kind of training in that sense. And they have to be pushed to drop body fat. They have to be pushed quite hard. Cause like you say, there isn't much muscle, muscle to them. No. But actually I'm like, actually the stronger you get, the, the higher we get that metabolic rate in a sense, the more muscle you have, the more you're going to be burning. So actually like actually building muscle, taking that time to grow is only going to benefit you in the long term. Cause I'm like, well, the next time you drop body fat again, it's going to be easier. You probably like lose weight on double the calories sort of thing. And you'll, and you'll look better. You're going to look more muscle. It's, it's only going to look better when you get low body fat. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. No. I think the, one, of the, one of the best things you can do is, especially in those early stages, I think is get a coach and just like accept it. Accept that that's going to happen. Hand yourself over and just go along with the process. I remember with my first coach at the time, I, I understood what was coming from an off-season point of view. And I just handed myself over and was like, right, just do, let's do what we need to do here. And that was the off-season from men's physique to junior bodybuilding at the time. And it was like, at the, at the end of it, it succumbed to like 29 pounds of scale weight on from show day to show day. Yeah. So it would succumb to that long over, two, over a two-year period. And I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something similar again mm. on top. Yeah, yeah. Over, over this two years um but obviously the pictures from children children looked night and day different yeah it's nuts that has shown you the off-season picture 16 weeks before the bodybuilding picture you'd say there's no way that was you there's no way that muscle's under there yeah and I, I just i just closed my eyes let myself just get through, taken through the whole process did the training did the eating and then and that's what happened that's the biggest thing, isn't it? It is just the adherence because like, again, like it's like, well, you've done it. Like, like for me, it's like, well, just do whatever he fucking tells me to do because <laughs> it's going to work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it's the same. It's like almost like, oh, well, I'm looking forward to coming out of this again and growing again because yeah. I'm like, actually, we're going to be, like you said, you're just like, well, we're in a really vulnerable and fresh position to actually just, and that's the thing. It's like people, uh, it's a big thing. I think it's got, like you see, I've seen it a bit more now. It's like, mm how to handle kind of that rebound phase or kind of that reverse phase, whatever you want to call it. And like, if you nail that, you're fucking set for like oh. months and months and months and months, like a long time. Yeah. Like the guy, you must've seen the guys, the board twins that I coach. Yeah, the two mate, they are, mate. They're still absolutely shredded still. And it's nuts. Honestly, I, think, I think we got to like 40 pounds up from their scale within like 10 weeks. Yeah. And they were, they looked about four weeks out, five weeks out lean still at 40 pounds up. But that's because they were like, 
like we were saying here, they're, they're obsessed. So they were religious with it, that we, we took food up at a good rate. You know, first food went up from a health point of view, then it went up from a, like, a, let's not overdo it. You know, don't go eating six off my meals a week, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. And they, they nailed it to a T, and they are just such a good case study of if you nail this, this is this was their first prep into yeah. their first. And I, it was, I, I'll be the first person to admit, I was not worried, but there was a chance that they were going to have that kind of like anti-climax post-diet feeling of what next and yeah. just eat, because that's what people do. Oh. And I think if you can get past that, like you said, when you're so sensitive, like that, I'm the same as you, that excited, I haven't started dieting yet and I'm more excited for that. Yeah, than I yeah because I know I'm nailed and I know it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing though isn't it is having that again we just come down to that long-term game again it's like it was very clear from like straight away okay cool we're gonna have like a two-year three-year plan that's my thing even with you it was like right it's, it's a three-year game sort yeah. of thing and that's the way you got to look at it like okay cool like you're doing 16 weeks whatever it is of diet whatever that may be to go to your end goal whatever it is but i'm like well what's the mission after that because when you've worked like you say when you've been so monotonous more day in day out for 16 weeks when you hit that point, it's a, it can be a very low point. 100%. Yeah. Like, it's like post-holiday blues. You come back in. Yeah. Like, Shit. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. It's like, what, what next? Yeah. Like, unless you've got something that you can put in place, like, I don't know, a, your, your next show or your, your next photo shoot, your next holiday performance-based goals, it's a lot more like mental fortitude. It's like how... How much can I control the emotion or, or lack of emotion yeah. post diet? Yeah. That's the biggest thing, yeah. And it's the same. I, again, this is another thing I feel like. It's like when people keep referring to like, you know, don't you miss these meals or cheat meals? I'm like, generally, like, I think people need to take a, like, I had a, I had a bit of a harsh talk with a client the other day, same sort of thing. I'm like, in my head, I was like, you're not fucking hungry. Like, I was like, you're not hungry. Like, it's all up here. It's all up here because- you're eating four meals a day, like you're more privileged than 90% of the world. The fact that you're eating fucking two meals of salmon a day and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, you're just, you just need to suck it up. Like hunger's a normal thing. Like isn't it like it, hunger's a very natural instinct and people think it's a bad feeling. I'm like, you're supposed to feel hunger. That's your body giving you signs that, okay, you need to feed up a little bit. But yeah. in order to achieve a goal, you have to have that little bit of like, okay, inner thought and be like, no, I don't actually need this. Cause you don't. It's the same when it comes to like all these shitty meals. I'm like, you don't actually need them. You just want it because you, you want that second of satisfaction. But afterwards, yeah. half the time you feel guilty. Or you're yeah. like, oh, you feel shit because you're bloated and you got the shits. It is, it's one of them, isn't it, where you could... It, how harsh you're going to be with someone depends on how the person is. You, yeah. you really have to take them by who they are as to what you can say. Yeah. But if, if, you know, if, if someone was like a, like a me or you, like a no-holds-barred kind of person, realistically you would say well you're you're out of shape and you're out of shape because for the last two years you've been you've been almost not listening to your body and eating everything it doesn't want yeah it doesn't want all this this shit it doesn't want it it's never asked for it you've yeah. asked for it and you've eaten it and now you're not willing to go the other way other end of the spectrum and not eat all these things plus a little bit less than it wants for a long period of time to sort your own mess out yeah if you're genuinely not willing to do that not much I'm, you can do. Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll step away as well, and yeah. you know, we'll we'll part ways. 
that's that's how that's bottom line brutality that's like if you don't want to help you there really is no way that anyone else can help you can educate you can you know make people understand that you know a deficit needs this but like you said when that feeling of hunger comes and the emotional attachment to foods there and feel a little bit low one day you are the only person that can like discipline yourself to the point where you're not going to touch it yeah and i think this comes this is what i like obviously from your point of view as well it's this whole self-development thing as well it's becoming yeah. very self-aware of what what you need and what your body needs. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like we could intuitive eat sort of thing. But I'm like, if I had intuitive eating, I'd be like even a box of celebrations every night. Oh, you fancy it sort of thing. Yeah. Like, and stuff like that. I'm like, you can't do that sort of stuff. Like, you do have to have, no matter what you do, even if you don't want to take it seriously, if you just want to drop a little bit of body fat, I'm like, you do have to make sacrifice of some sort. I'm like, you can go out every week, have a couple of beers, but you can't do that three times a week. You do have to give that up. And if you do want to generally change your life and take responsibility and become a better person, like why would you not do that either? Literally. Like, what, what is, what's the, what's the negatives of, of you doing it kind of thing? Like, and weigh them up against the positives. And it, I mean, in mine and your eyes, the, it's, the difference is huge. It's, it's worth doing full stop. But if you, until you understand it and, and you do think the same way we think, it's going to be difficult to do. Yeah. And that's where, like you said, the self-awareness type of thing has to come into play yeah i had um i had a bit of like you know you just go for a walk and you start thinking about things i had that thing about just health in general and how people massively undervalue their own health 100%. and i had this thing where it was like i think it was so it's like i had like a lump pop up and i was like all oh, right okay let me go get it fixed let me speak to the like doctors months to get an appointment i was like i'm not waiting a month so i ended up doing it privately ended up getting scans and i was like oh this is really expensive should i do it and i'm like are you fucking serious like if this was Someone said, you've got cancer. You do anything in your power. You'd pay any amount of money to get rid of it. And I think this massively applies with fitness and health because people go to food shopping and they'll go like, I'm going to get the cheaper chicken. I'm going to get the cheaper kind of food sources. I'm like, so you want to put, in a sense, crappy food sources into your body. And it comes down the whole thing. You are what you eat. I'm like, if you want to feel shit and lethargic, eat those foods. Yeah. And But I'm like, if you had to put a price on your life and your health, how much would that be? Because most things it's like 5 million cover. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm worth a lot more than 5 million. Yeah. So I think it's having that harsh reality. I'm like, how much is your health and future worth? And like, this is where we refer back, like, even to you. It's like everything that you do spend do, and like everything goes back into you. Yeah. hundred percent. Like like everything based on bodybuilding like we're talking like a, a higher level versus it's almost like a, a, level, a higher level of ocd versus what you mentioned there is like i think i've just got my blood work done and it was like 280 quid yeah but it all just come back on a piece of paper and yeah 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 cool. throw a piece of paper away whatever and you just walk away then don't you and then people are like well you didn't like it they would have been fine if you didn't get the test done and it's like well, how was i supposed to know that yeah. And like, how was I supposed to know what I can then use next? You know what I mean? From like a supplementation point of view. And, yeah. and when I can use it. And if it's even having a detriment on my health, things like that. And, and I, I'm, I'm willing to spend that on blood work once every four or five weeks if I have to. Yeah. For the sake of my own health. Yeah. 100%. And, but that's the thing as well. It's like, but you spending that money has given you permission to progress in your life and for your future and what you want. So 280 pounds to potentially achieve what you want to achieve in life. I'm like, that's absolutely fuck all. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It, yeah. I, like you say that to me and I'm like, yeah, 
that it, there is no negative connotation to that. No. And it's like, it's like, you just have that whole thing. I'm like, it's your blood and it's your health and it's your organs and it's how they function. I'm like, how can you, 280 quid, that's a bargain. What are you on about? <laughs> like, yeah. like, go uh, to the black market and try and get a new liver. I'm going, it's going to be more than 280 quid. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's like gold package stuff on there for like well higher prices. I'm like, might try that. Like, yeah. I, I'd, I'd be happy to because it breaks it all down into a, a way that you, it's weird, isn't it? Because that knowing that it's all good again in your, in your head, you can't even explain it, but that just satisfied feeling. Yeah. And that, like, ah, and I know I'm all good now. Yeah. That, I mean, it's worth it if you ask me, especially when you push it to the limits that you push it to. Oh, 100%. 100%. You just nailed it on the head. It's just, you can just, it's just like, okay, I've done what I need to do. And it is that sense of relief, right? It's like, it's like anything. It's just like, as soon as you paid that thing that needed pain, you're like, oh, I feel better now. Yeah, that relieved feeling, that's what I get from this. Yeah. That's why it needs to be done. Yeah, because also if it came back, in a sense, kind of not the results you wanted to as well, you'd be like, okay, cool. And then you know how to address it as well. That's the thing. It's like, okay, cool. Even if it came back tits up, you're like, okay, cool. We need to tweak this, this, and this in order to go forward. And that's all it is. It's just assessing. It's like, yeah. cool, like, I kind of always relate it back to like Olympic sprinters because it's easy. I'm like, cool, you came third. You need to run 0.01 seconds in the next four years to come first. So yeah. I'm like, what are you going to do to do that sort of thing? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, obviously, consistency. Again, bring it right back. Consistency. I've lost it. Rest. Intensity. Getting uncomfortable. Getting uncomfortable. And go for the last one. All you. On the spot. <laughs> to, build, to build muscle, consistency, rest. Um, it's probably a spin-off of consistency, isn't it? But um, I'd probably say, I mean, I know we said we mentioned getting uncomfortable, um, but that, that, that in itself is just as a whole, like getting uncomfortable in the gym with obviously the way you train, like we said, training intensity, you're going to be uncomfortable doing those sessions, gaining body weight, maybe not looking the way you want to look. You know, you're going to feel uncomfortable. But I would say it's the understanding of of food itself. Like you'll you'll probably understand this the same way I do. How many times you had someone come to you? I just can't put weight on. Can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Break down your diet for me. Like meal one, two Weetabix. Meal two, chicken wrap. Meal three, mum's cooked me shepherd's pie. And, I, and, and I'll have a bowl of granola before bed. And I just, I can't eat anymore. I can't do it. And you, you're my fitness pal, it comes to like 1,800 calories. Yeah. And you're like, by no fault of your own, you have no understanding of food. No. Not one whatsoever. Like, and I'm not saying you should know. And the, the people that will listen to this should know anything about food, like on that level. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of educational resources out there, Instagram, YouTube, whatnot. And I think just having a basic understanding of calories in versus calories out, the surplus is what builds muscle, obviously, or what, what forces scale weight up and, and, and can potentially build muscle. Um, and then obviously from there, I think it pyramids up based on everything we've just said. Yeah. So, you know, you understand the surplus, right, job done. You understand you've got to get a bit uncomfortable, right? Job done. You understand in, be intense in the gym, rest a little bit more, be consistent for a long period of time. If you triangle that 
from the bottom up, that would be the perfect muscle building scenario kind of thing. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, it's, it's no one's fault because a lot of time it's like, it's just how we are born and raised, right? You have three meals a day, you eat breakfast, lunch and dinner and like that's it really that's all you know like and most meals are very i think most people like very low protein uh for most people's diets most people struggle to get the actual protein in that's required and it seems and as soon as they do that they're probably eating a lot more food because i'm like oh jesus so instead of like half a chicken breast i need to eat a chicken breast and a half sort of thing and it is just it is just one of those things it's consistent knowledge like you do it now and it's like you're always learning you're like oh like that didn't quite sit right on me and maybe i need to like it gets a bit more like picky because you're like maybe i need to eat five minutes earlier because then it'll digest better for my session sort of thing and things like that go a long way but it is very simple things i'm like actually look at your day where do you get protein from yeah and then how can you increase that to get more calories in and i think people who say oh i can't eat anymore like i'm so full on this you've got to remember that we as a as a human as the human body were built to survive like we are, you know, what, our, what the human body does is it's based around survival. So if you only feed your body a certain amount for a long period of time, it is going to adapt to its environment. It's going to learn to survive off that many calories. Yeah. What you don't realize is you're lethargic all day. You, know, you can't do more than three or 4,000 steps without your back hurting, and your knees hurting, your ankles hurt. but you, your body again has adapted to its environment. So you don't walk much, or you walk with a hunch, or X, X, Y, Z, and it stays up, 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 And if you consistently then feed it what it wants for a long period of time, it will then learn to live off that many calories. Yeah. That's where you, you then get a little bit more energetic, build a little bit of muscle. And so it's not that you can't eat it, it's that your body's learned not to eat it. Yeah. That's all it is. It's not a case of you're full. Your stomach is physically full to the brim. You're like, if you had a bottle, it was it was full of water. It's just not like that. Yeah. It literally doesn't work like that. Your body just understands that, well, you've only fed me 1,800 calories for the past two years. So I'm, I'm going to learn to live off it because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pack it in anytime soon. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And it comes down to literally what you said. It's like, you just got to get uncomfortable. Right. The re- so you come that's, wanting that's the to first step of uncomfort for them. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So you're like, okay, cool. So now you just have to try and to get a little bit more food in sort of thing. But then the, we have like obviously tricks. I'm like, okay, cool. So maybe swap out your, I don't know, like people have, could be like anything, right? Like you're having, I don't know, like oats for breakfast. I'm like, okay, cool. To get more calories in, maybe have muesli sort of thing. Cause there's going to be a lot more calories in that. And then again, like you have having- little things like a glass of orange juice with your breakfast. Yeah. A Lucas aid whilst you're training, yeah. Like a coffee with milk, things like that. You're, you're trying to build calories up. They're not bad things. They're yeah. good things. Yeah. But how easy is a square bar to eat versus sixty grams of rice? Yeah. And they're like the same calories. Do you know what? I've never even had a square bar yet. <laughs> what? I've never had one. Yeah. I don't even know if you can get them where you are, but if they are, we'll put them in your pan. <laughs> they're so good but yeah but that's literally it isn't it as well it's like it's almost that and then again when it comes to building muscle and then dropping body fat I'm like you have the same kind of concept you just make swaps around so it's like your diet is going to be exactly the same when you drop all you do is go okay cool so I'm eating pineapple now so now all I have to do is just change that to raspberries and blueberries sort of thing and vice versa okay cool I'm having like you say squares bars I'm right cool those might get eliminated or you might just go for a bit more volume so it could just be I don't know, like cocoa pops because it's it could be the volumes better ratio sort of thing yeah. and it's just making but then this again this just takes time and knowledge but if you had to kind of if you built a day just 
completely generic, like a body, like a, a muscle building day, what would you, what was kind of, what would your breakdown be? Like four meals sort of thing. What would you give someone an example for? So I'd look to be like, wake up at, I mean, it's going to be whatever time you want to wake up. Let's say seven o'clock. You wake up at seven o'clock. First thing you do is a good, like half a litre of water. Because at the end of the day, you've, you've been deprived of water for however long you've been asleep for. So your body's hungry, whether your body's thirsty, whether it's going to tell you that or not. So I drink that like half a litre of water. Let's say like eight o'clock comes, you're, you're gaining weight. So you want carbs in every meal, protein in every meal. So meal one, perfect meal one would be like 100 grams of oats, 30 grams of whey, some berries, things like that. And maybe like, you could even say like a spoonful of peanut butter. Yeah. That would be, that would be perfect. Yeah. And then meal two, let's say this is a pre-workout meal. That was at eight o'clock. This is at like 12, one o'clock-ish. You're looking at like maybe a one and a half chicken breast, two wraps, and a squared bar. Perfect. Yeah. That would be perfect. Whilst you train, I would say like a Lucasade or Gatorade or you know, whatever you want to put. As this version of it, it doesn't matter. Exactly. One of them is going to be perfect. Some form of carbohydrate intra would be perfect for someone who, like you said, maybe is only in four meals and wants to, to build some muscle. Um, post-workout, just a, a big bowl of cereal. Like it wouldn't even have to be weighed. Like if you majority of people here have either got a mixing bowl or your mum's got a mixing bowl at home. <laughs> fill the mixing bowl with cereal. Just fill the mixing bowl with cereal. Use normal milk. You know, don't use low fat milk, almond, just use normal milk. Um, a protein shake, perfect. That that would be absolutely spot on there. And then meal four, you'd want like a decent, easy to eat carb sauce. So you're probably talking pasta with a nice pasta sauce and a nice red meat, a decent amount of that as a certain. And then have a dessert. Like there's nothing wrong with it. Have like a bowl of granola, have um what the, the halo top ice creams or like a tub of yeah. that you know have have that as as you dessert if you fancy snacking throughout the day snack snack well nuts uh you know things that are going to boost your calories up if we're talking to someone who's never counted a calorie before i would sooner go into a routine that like that yeah 100 than say like right here's your macros or here's your seven meal meal plan yeah. Like they're just going to be like, what? Yeah, I've been eating two meals a day for three years. Yeah, like if you just almost if you just take the reins off a little bit and say, look, here's your four eating windows. If you're hungry, you're hungry. You know, make sure you don't don't drink zero calorie drinks. You'll find that as long as that's coupled with relatively structured training, you're going to see some good come from that. Yeah, hundred percent. There's that whole thing at the moment, isn't there? The whole flexible dieting and then meal plan stuff, like. Yeah. Both- like like me and you know both work extremely well and yeah. both are totally optional for the individual but like you said i do think people should be on a meal plan to mm-hmm. understand like you said just to build a routine and then yeah. you kind of earn the right to be like okay cool you're aware of what calories are going in where nutrients of things and then you're like well and then you can go cool you've earned the right for no you've done that for a month even i'm like cool you've got a good understanding you've built the routine now i'm like okay cool now just it's up to you, but follow the same structure, but just swap some things around. Super easy. That's why I think a meal, like, I think, I think everyone should go through a meal plan at some stage, 100%. Even if it's one that you build yourself, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Or, or it's a joint effort kind of thing. I, I don't think, obviously, someone who's never done this before, if you give them 
chicken and rice, chicken and rice, chicken oh, and potato, no. steak and veg. Then they're not going to do it. Yeah. But if you work together, build a meal like if they're putting, like you said, complete crap in their meal plan, and it's like, well, maybe just don't eat that. Maybe maybe leave that. Maybe swap that for muesli, granola, something along the lines of which is which is high calorie, but it's built with whole foods. Yeah. Once you once you've done that a couple of times and understood what I mean, I don't like to label good versus bad, but to a sense, it is true. Like, of course, it is. Yeah. Like you, like you know for a fact, if you have bad food three or four days in a row. But it, even if it fits your calories, you just you sweat a little bit more and you don't sleep quite as well. And so, so in a sense, it is right. And obviously, there's a balance that you can get. But I, I do feel like that's where things like nut butter, dark chocolate, muesli, granola, they can fill a void there and make you feel a hell of a lot better about yourself, if you ask me. Yeah, 100%. And like, to be fair, if anyone gets to this point now, just rewind and literally just listen to your meal plan then. And realistically, like that's a very simple like, meal plan that someone could literally just record, write down and adjust it as they go. Like yeah. it's very generic. You're going to have to like, but it's good to have something there. Like, okay, cool. You've literally just got a very basic meal plan. You could just break that into, okay, cool. Like the three meals, you don't have to have the, maybe if you don't want to have that post-workout or that pre-workout meal, don't just kind of just, that's literally it. So someone's I got it. Once you've been doing that for a few weeks, and you start to build the training up a little bit more and it, you know, you're a bit more consistent with it, your body will be telling you, could do with another meal there. Yeah. Do with eating something else here. And they're the signs which, listen to them. Like, there's nothing wrong with listening to them, especially in those beginning stages. Yeah. You, you want to feed those, those signs, definitely. Yeah, no, that's absolutely fine. So we had consistency, rest, intensity. What was the fourth one? Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable and... Understanding food. Understanding food, mate. Spot on. Absolutely dialed. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> if you had to give one point away today that's going to take someone 1% further, further forward tomorrow, what would that be? From anything. Anything. Just anything. What can make someone 1% better tomorrow? All right, we'll keep it, we'll keep it gym and training related because that's, that's what I do. And yeah. It's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say I challenge anyone anyone who's listening to this tomorrow or whenever you're next going to the gym, every set you do, can you confidently tell yourself at the end of the session that you couldn't give another rep in every single one? I challenge you, the first day you do that, you'll feel extremely good about yourself. I bet you any money. Because I'm still trying to do it myself. I've set myself a challenge of every single set, no matter what, finish a set and don't be able to do another rep, like confidently say, I couldn't give anything else that session. Yeah. And I, I, if, if you can tell yourself that the first time you try it, you just lie to yourself, straight for you Yeah, 100%. 100%. Because there's always, you'll finish it, no matter what time it is in the session, you'll finish setting your thing. Could have done one more. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, 100%. And there's, well, two, there you go. Challenge accepted for me tomorrow as well. But like you said, it's like- Challenge, yeah, it's a challenge. Training intensity is one of those things where you're like, okay, I can train hard. And then you train with someone or, something else just flicks in your head and you're like oh my god now i can train harder and you yeah. keep recapping back you're like can i train harder and like you can you can push harder like your body's fucking strong always remember that like the body's so strong but the thing that lets everyone down is that that mindset thing definitely so yeah. mate absolutely amazing where can obviously if anyone wants to stalk you follow you where can people find you bud uh, mainly instagram i don't really i don't do a lot of them instagram 
Um, my Instagram is at Cam Mackay underscore, I think. Just like Cameron Mackay. No, just go on Brandon's and probably <laughs> tag me in something. <laughs> I just ta- I'll tag it below this anyway, so it's absolutely yeah, fine. That's cool. Sweet. Mate, absolutely amazing to catch up with you. And I will speak to you very soon for sure anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>